This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Yes, Mike, it is very true. We should call Kevin just to see how he's feeling right now. Uh, if the Candace. Joey, do you have Kevin's number? Uh, do you know what his phone number is? I'll I do. Give it to you. I do have yeah, it. Go ahead and call him up like right right now. Let's okay. let's call yeah. him and just see why not if uh, if he's feeling better. Oh, man, if he's hydrating. If his head's in the toilet, he was our me. he was our hope for Candace Cameron. Yeah. So and he failed. We got an email yesterday that DJ Tanner could potentially be on the show. A Full House oh, and Fuller House. Yeah. Well, I I really only know her from Full House, but I know you never watched Fuller I House. I watched one episode and I was like, nope, uh, I'm done with this. Oh. Man. I couldn't relive the nostalgia like that. I actually just did it with that 90s show, so I relived that 70s show, I guess. And I never got into that 70s show, so I didn't care about that 90s show. And so, but it it was very, eh. But, uh, but I was like, okay, so DJ Tanner, that's a, that cast was massive in the 90s, all right? Uh, it was hey, the number on. one show for a long time. Let's bring it up. Pull it up. Yeah, pull, can you pull the, the audio up right now on it ringing? Can we hear it? Is we got voicemail? Did it go straight to voicemail? Wow. 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 Heavy. He is sitting there puking his guts up over this can and can't get his camera And he God, just missing all this time. He didn't even pick up, huh? No, no. Just, wow. just gave me the ringtone. 877-881-1053. Go ahead and tweet Kevin. And say, what do you want to what do you want to say to him, Mike? Here about about this moment. How did the Candace Cameron interview fall through? Okay, so we got an email yesterday that said maybe she'd like to pop on with us because she might be a McKinney. And every single one of us in this room went, "What are we going to talk about with her?" Like we I had, found out seven thousand things. To talk. <laughs> I did so much research. Mike, I never do research. Mike worked his butt off, and I'm I have like, no clue. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Would y'all have wanted to hear that? I was going to ask. Because I have no clue if our audience even would care about something like that. Yeah, but I don't care about them for this one. I wanted to meet Candace Cameron, and I had a whole bunch of questions, and it would have been like, I cannot believe I'm meeting somebody like as a child. And I was like, DJ Tanner <laughs> was pretty special to me. Really? Yeah, so I really liked Full House, and, and uh, I like Candace Cameron. We could have asked about her brother a little bit. Obviously, mm-hmm. when did she, she... She was on Growing Pains. She got into acting at an early age. I believe she was 10 years old when she started Full House, but she had done some things before that. Did she know what... did? In a weird way, was she groomed to be an actress? Right, yeah. Because like her, no her that... brother was doing so well on Growing Pains that at three, five years old, that uh, mom and dad were like, hey, you're going to be an actress too? I, I don't know. And then their thing too is she married a Russian hockey player. That's right. How much does she go to Russia? How much Russian uh, does she know? Does she know Russian? Did she learn Russian? Great question. Uh, does she care about hockey? Did she care about hockey when she met Val Bure, who's a former Dallas star? Did she ever live here when Val was playing for the Dallas Stars? Did she 
spend time in Dallas. Do you remember Val's time in uh, as a star, Joey? No, I do not. All right. Do relationships end um, on shows when they're over? Do do when? How much were you talking to? I'm sorry, I don't know their real names. Stephanie Tanner, and how much does she talk to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen? Obviously, they didn't come back to Fuller House. They didn't want to do that. They kind of had jokes about them not coming back to Fuller House when they wanted to redo this, and Netflix bought it. Like, did you always keep up with uh, all the uncles and dads did on you the know, show? Yeah, did like, you know Bob Saget's stand-up was that? Because Bob Saget's yeah. stand-up was very different than the Danny I went and looked Tanner. on her Instagram. She said for a whole year she had so many videos of, uh, what's his, not Dan, not, what's the Don guy? Stamos? B- bad, Bob Saget. Oh, okay. Like, she couldn't, after he died, like, she couldn't, it just hurt her too much to wow. see, like, uh, videos of them, like, on set and having fun and all these things. And she's like, a year later, I can really just, I was dying laughing just seeing how funny he was and how great it was to be around, like, it still hurts he's not here, but now I can really enjoy the moments that I had with him. All of these things, yeah. Corey, had From all the- of these things. And then, hey, the podcast situation. Like, are you enjoying the podcast situation? It seemed like after Full House was over, you kind of went away from the spotlight and concentrated a lot more on marriage, on being a mom. She has three kids. She got married at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did her parents think at, at 19 years old that, hey, I've met this person uh, a year ago. I'm engaged at 19. I'm going to get married at 20 years old. They're still married today. Look I, at all these questions I had. Look at this. Mike got all the questions in. Candace he got them Cameron. on here anyway. Uh, by the What's way, up? she does have a lot of controversy surrounding her. Uh, that Tell is, me about it. Uh, I don't know a lot about it. I all just, the Hallmark I just movies. Keep seeing that. So uh, there, there is from the four six nine. Yes, absolutely. She believes in it. Jesus. The I don't know. Seven. Like, I could care less. Get Urkel on. That would be pretty amazing. I'd so. love Urkel. <laughs> Urkel would be great. Uh, and then from Tim, uh, I would love that. So yeah, I thought it would have been cool. Why not? Everyone else does it. Uh, she has the, like some kind of sport. So yeah, man. Again. Uh, lots of interesting discussion that like where people were. If I married a hockey player, I don't. I still don't know how much into hockey I would get. Um, uh, I I just saw this from our friend uh, Levi Weaver, and he I hear he him covers on the Rangers with, for the Athletic. I hear right? him pop on with the Get Right uh, frequently, and I always love that show. We talked with Degrom today, Mike. He said there's he had a cast n- on his left arm. He did not have a cast oh. on his left arm. Left, He's not walking side. on crutches on his right leg because he was overcompensating for his left oblique. He said that there's not a schedule yet, but he'll be evaluated tomorrow. Bochi said if that went well, he could throw as early as Saturday. So a whole week before, before or three Take days. two days off. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that he can stay healthy for the year, Mike. That's just my big, my big fingers he, crossed. Thing. He is. Uh, I'm not into race cars either. But like Broadus is like how how perfect that car has to be to have a chance, and I do feel like Degrom might be that race car where there's always these tweaks you're having to make, and like you're like, well, if it's not perfect, we don't want to race that car because we have no chance of winning, and other things could go wrong with it. So it's like this perfect race car, and when everything is right, it is the best you'll ever see. But it's how many times will it be everything is right? And the, Kevin used to use that example for you, Darvish, where 
is you yeah. Darvish like, oh, he slept wrong, and so he's done for a month. You know, it was yeah. just like, whoa, hold on. And that was always the big complaint. Now here you Darvish is, what, 35 years old, and he's still pitching, still striking out almost 200 people a year, but he pitches a lot more. He's still – did did you Darvish ever meet the expectation that well, we had good. for him whenever he came in, whenever he got here? That's a good question. Meeting expectation, I think that's a 50-50 for people. I think for some people, yes, he met the expectations. I think for other people, uh, what he was built up to be, uh, maybe he didn't. I know that when he was with the Rangers, they would have issues with, they felt like the big U Darvish fan would say, you need to score more runs for him. You're not scoring enough runs. And that is true. But then some Rangers would say, you know, when we do score a couple runs in the sixth inning to go up two to one, then in the bottom of the sixth inning, he would give up a run. And it was like every time we did get him a lead, he couldn't hold. Now, hey, you'd love to score five runs and him be up five to zero. That's a lot easier lead to hold than just going up by a run in the sixth inning because we weren't scoring early, but we just scored. You're still in the game. Hold it here. And then he'd give up a run or two and you'd be like, well, that's not his fault. He's still and. Hey, this is a valid point, too. This is truth. He only gave up two runs in six innings. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to win that game. There's truth to that. There's there's not. There, that's not untrue. But then there's also the Kobe Lewis seemed to. Kobe Lewis was never as good as you, Darvish. No. But Kobe Lewis seemed to be really good at pitching to the scoreboard. Yeah. Type of deal. So I was just pulling up real quick. Ranger career. Because I am kind of curious if DeGrom can have... It was a good career, but he did have a high expectation on him. I'm just kind of curious if DeGrom can ever live up to what Rangers fans want and expect from him. He got a lot of money to pitch here. And a lot of Rangers fans are kind of... We're very nervous that, oh my gosh, well, what version are we going to be able to get? He Like, he throws the best stuff, but can he be out there? Let me ask you this. You right. Darvish, his rookie year with the Rangers. Obviously, he's not a rookie, but he is in Major League Baseball. He goes 16-9 and nine with a 3-9 ERA. Would you be happy or disappointed with uh, Jacob deGrom? I know I'm giving basic stats. 16-9 and nine with a 3-9 ERA. I think I would probably be a little disappointed. I think a 3-9 is too high for deGrom. I do, too. 13-9 and nine with a 2-8-3 ERA. That was his second year. That was you, Darvish's, you second Darvish's year? You Darvish's second year at the Texas Rangers. That's better. And I bet he pitched more innings that year and probably had more strikeouts, too. He I, don't, yeah. I haven't looked at the numbers. He went from 221 strikeouts to 277 strikeouts and threw uh, 18 more innings. Okay. Yeah. And just to give you an idea, that was early then. Now, that's this is a tough thing. 16 and 9, but not the best ERA. Then a really good ERA, but the win-loss record goes down. And a lot of win-losses is based off of the team, not just off the starting pitcher. But then... 10 and 7, 7 and 5, 6 and 9, and traded. Okay. Yeah. So now that's his record. His ERA went from 283 to 306 to 341 to 401 and then traded. Were the were those teams? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Were those teams good enough to compete? At- 2012, they had the best team in baseball. And, they couldn't and, do it. And just messed up. The last 10 games or 14 games of the season just blew up. Right. Yeah. That was the... That was the Josh Hamilton in Oakland. The sun got in my eyes. Ron, for the first time, we saw really give it to Josh in the dugout because Josh, from what I now understand, was giving it to – he kind of came in with a bad attitude. Yeah. And it was like, dude, he knew, I, he knew I stick up for you all the time. He knew and, he'd done enough to get a contract with wherever he wanted. By yeah. midseason that year, Mike, yeah. by midseason, he had the stats to say – I'm the best baseball player ever. Yeah. And then the rest the rest of the season is like, I'm going to get a contract. I'm good. 2014, obviously, the Rangers were the fourth worst team in all of baseball. He gets hurt during that year. He doesn't pitch in 2015. See, that's the tough part. 2015, they make the playoffs. That's the whole Toronto-Jose Batista year. He didn't pitch that year. 2016, the Rangers had the best record in Major League Baseball. And he was coming off of Tommy John surgery. And, and not all. I know it's in the American League they had the best record. And he was seven and five with a three four one coming off of Tommy John surgery and seventeen starts, and then had a, a really bad playoff start. So I'm kind of putting here's how I'm putting it in my mind: Degrom and you Darvish, like that's the expectations. I have very high expectations for him. Yeah. With Ilvaldi, I have very similar to Colby's expectations, and that I think he's going to kind of grind some things out. You're going to get some tough games out of him where you're like, wow, yeah, we may not have won that game without like what him. You're saying there, I really like, I, and he just seems like a hard nosed kind of pitcher. So that's kind of what I'm expecting out of him. John Gray needs to be who he was, but be way healthier. Yeah. Because the problem with him is when he would come back from injury, he wasn't immediately good, which that's most case scenario. Adrian Beltre is the only guy that I've seen in a while that could miss two weeks or a month and then come back and then go four for five, two for three, two for four. And I'm like, how in the world are you doing this? And you went down and you played in one double-A baseball game. How, How can you be that on time? in these situations missing this much time. Martin Perez is the one that I don't I have no clue what to do because I part of me wants to just expect old Martin Perez. I think he'll regress a hair. Cuz this is this is the best season he's ever had. Yeah. 289 ERA. That's that that's, was his career year. That's almost a full run lower than his entire career. His next best was 362. He has a two nine eight. That's I mean, like that's the best he's ever had. If he believed in, I hate saying this. If him and his agent believed in those numbers, they would have gone somewhere else. And Major League Baseball would have believed in those numbers. He would have gotten over twenty million a year on a four year contract. He would have gotten four for eighty minimum. Is he was with Maddox for a bit though? Is he um, is he going to be the double play king again? Like, is he still really good at that? He Where, was good at it last year. Okay, that's now, the great something thing was is maybe he wasn't as good at it because not as many runners were on base. He needed to be a double play king yeah. his first time through the Rangers because he would kind of I don't know what his, you have his numbers pulled up. His whips were probably a lot higher his first time through the Rangers because of how many guys were on base. And last year, I bet his whip was lower than what. Um, Never had a whip this low. He was yeah. yeah with the Rangers, it was one six, one three, one three, one four, one four, one five, one seven, and then last year was one two. 
Yeah, so you're going to probably have less double plays because less He's guys a different are getting pitcher. on base. Interesting, man. Very interesting. Didn't get to the dinner story. Might get to that in the oh, next segment, man. Mike. It was an interesting night last Let's night. Let's go home. All right. Well, you know what? We got Let's a couple play more. the best of. Yeah, uh, we will never do that. We will never. Don't ever say never. Never. Never do that. Coming up next. Let's go through the Rangers schedule and see what days are, are short days so I can play golf. No, let's do something else. Let's do something to entertain the fans. I'll do that during the break. How high? You know what? We'll let Mike decide next to the fan. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, Joey, all hanging out with you today. Hopefully Kevin's feeling better and back with us tomorrow so we can get after it just a little bit. That's more of that fun that we always have. Now, Mike, I did just see this. The uh, Dana Brown, the new GM for the Houston Astros, is speaking earlier today, and he said he made it clear to Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and their agent, Scott Boris, these guys should retire here. Is that like? Does that look like one of those situations? I don't know how how frequently does that happen still in this era where guys like that will grow up with their teams, stay there forever. I know Trout's kind of in that place, but it always seems Almost like zero. the team with that they they they'll sign a bigger contract and then towards the end of it they're moving on from those guys. Yeah, I mean, or the team thinks they're done and they're like, I mean, we don't think you really can contribute. Your anymore. progress like, stops. I still want to play. Yeah, and like, all right, go play somewhere else. Yeah. So you don't think that Bregman and Altuve will spend the rest of their lives in Houston? I mean, that's no. that's championship stuff, too. Like, they won championships. They can live off of They'll those spend things. their prime in Houston. Uh, but I think moving on from Carlos Correa does keep Alex Bregman there. I think they had a choice to make there. And they decided, we think we're going to keep Alex Bregman uh, long-term. And Jose Altuve, I need to look at their contract. Are they free agents after this year? I don't think they are. Uh, I think it's just kind of just conversations. you got to talk to Scott Boris all the time, right? Like, he's always trying to figure out a different angle to to squeeze some more money out of you in some way, shape, or form, which that's what you want as a player. You want your agent to go get you the biggest monies that you could possibly get. Yeah, but it's not the the tough thing is, is this is where most people are football fans. You can't restructure baseball contracts. They are what they are. Everything's 100% guaranteed. So if you signed a three-year deal for $3 million uh, and no outs, you're getting a million dollars a year. You can sign a contract extension, you know, but you can't redo contracts the way, like, sometimes in football, you'll be like, what if you renegotiate this and that? And, and no, like, your contract is your contract. They're both up in 25. Yeah, so they, that's why I was thinking with Houston, I was like, man, I remember looking at this team going, they don't have to worry about anything. You're on Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Pena, Altuve, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier. I mean, they lost. They lost. Most Verlander. of their core is through 25, 26 yeah, they don't, range. They, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Jeez, man. All right, we got to figure out how to beat that team. Um, so I did want to throw this out here just a little bit since I didn't get to it in the last segment. Well, I'm curious how other people treat this. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. You can text in the truckwreck.com text line. When you get introduced to new friends. How do you approach this? The wife said, hey, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to meet up with a couple that she works with the husband. By the way, he works at My Possibilities. He uh, he was at Jared Sandler's event whenever we were there. He got to go down on the field and was uh, recognized alongside Darren Woodson while we were at Jared Sandler's event. So uh, good dude. Really, really nice to talk with him last night. But I get anxious about these things, Mike. Right. I'm not comfortable with this. Uh, I don't know why I, 
I don't know the people. I have no clue what to expect. I start getting a little nervous about it and, and anxiety. And she even, the wife even asked me this last night. She she asked, she was like, do you like do you respond well to these types of situations? And I said, no. And she said, are you a three or a six or a nine? And I was like, what? And she said, she said on the Enneagram, are you like a, one of these? And I was like, yeah, that's right where I am. And she was like, yeah. Based on your personality, I can tell that's. What I have you forgot are. all the numbers. I, you know, I read that book. It's an yeah, interesting book on, and then kind of who you get along with, who you don't get along with, um, stuff like that. So, what what number are you? I'm a th- I'm like and, a and combination def- of three, six, and nine. Define three. Uh, I'll have to go back and look, but I well, just you- remembered the numbers. I just and so, but it is kind of. Let me go look at the enneagram thing real quick, real. Anyway, the. Uh, we end up uh, hanging out for the night. They ask lots of questions. And then then she said, are you comfortable talking about your career? And I said, the I- achiever, the success-oriented type? Uh, that comes from kind of being the oldest in the family, I think, too. Like the older brother. is that like I'm, Six is the loyalist? Yeah, I'm the very loyal. The security-oriented type? Yeah. And based on my stars too, like my uh, nine is the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Do you would you say that those are me, Mike? I would say you're out of all three of those numbers. I would say you're either a six or a nine. Yeah, more six and more nine. So more six nine. Nice. I would say, I'd say you're nine. All right. I think, I think, I mean, you know, you know yourself better than I know you, but because I don't know you in private time. So do you go, do you go out with uh, different couples all the time? Cause I've, I don't do it typically. Usually I want to be at home with the family, with the kids. Yeah. I'm not crazy about that. Like sometimes my daughter, who's obviously leaving us here pretty soon. Cause she's a senior in high school. She's like, you know how mom has friends and she goes on like little weekend getaways with yeah, her friends and Adrian stuff. Adrian does too. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't like doing it. I don't want to do it. If it's I, my time, I want to go golfing sometimes by myself. You yeah. know, I make you have to be in my circle to like really enter my circle type of deal. So, um, yeah, I just I'm I'm just like I'm I'm at peace with that but i don't mind meeting new people i don't mind possibly having a new friend but you know i also don't really go out of my way to really make that friendship tight which that's a me problem not a you problem from so. the nine four and i don't think mike's in this category from the nine four oh i get nervous because i'm very sarcastic and i worry that i will make an inappropriate joke i do i do too i don't there's there's nothing worse than saying like the wrong thing and now somebody's like that guy he is the worst because he said that thing, and I didn't think that joke was funny. Like that moment I told Roger Staubach when his wife had broken her ankle. I was like, what would you? What would she have said if you'd have told her to get up and walk it off? And he was like, I never want to talk to this guy again. And I was like, oh, crap. I just ruined my relationship with Roger Staubach because I thought a joke was hilarious, and he did not. Uh, and so, some, yeah, from my sister got all into the anagram, but then looking into it, uh, oh, no, she turned into a Satanist. An occultist. Well, that's interesting. All right. Moving on to NFL free agency. The Cowboys have three of the top 25 free agents in the NFL. This By the way, unfortunately, Kevin and I are both eights, and that's why we sometimes don't get along. Oh, really? Yeah. Because y'all. 
it's the challenger, the powerful, dominating type, Y'all self-confident, like decisive, willful, and confrontational. And you're confrontational with everything. Yeah. If somebody tells you not to do something, you're like, I'll show yeah, you. Watch this. Watch, watch what I'll show you how I can do yeah. this. And it's, it's like be better hey, than you thought it would be. Like, hey, Mark Cuban might not come on your show the way you're talking about him. Like, I don't care. He needs to hear this. Uh, the uh, I was looking at this free agency list. Connor McGovern is the 24th free the out of the top 25. Odell Beckham Jr. is number 25. All right. Connor McGovern is number 24. Do you want to bring him back? He's a good guard. He's 26. I mean, like, unless I can gr- draft one and replace. I might as well, but it might be too expensive. That's the problem. This is the tough thing about drafting linemen that aren't uh, high draft picks. And even high draft picks fall into this category, too. For three years, we kind of crapped on him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he either didn't play uh, or when he did play, filling in for Connor Williams. We're like, dang, Connor Williams commits too many penalties. Connor Williams has too many mistakes. This guy has even more. Just bring Connor Williams back. <laughs> you know, but I feel like after this year, and I, I'm not the best at evaluating offensive linemen. But I would say he was good. I would like to have him back, but I don't know how much a team that has $80 million in cap space is going to be like, yeah, dude, give him four years and $40 million. And we're like, dude, we can't give him $10 million a year. Well, and a lot of it too, Mike, has to do with the simple fact that where does he go? Is he your starting left guard? Probably not because Tyron's probably going to be back. I don't I, uh, I don't know if Tyron's going to walk or not or if the Cowboys are just going to – they don't do that. Okay, that's just not yeah. what they're going to do. If they believe he can be on the field, they'll want to keep him around because the contract's pretty friendly for a left tackle. I mean, for a left tackle, that's a nice contract. And so they're like, well, we'll just stick uh, Tyler Smith back at left guard. Over at right tackle, by the way, I wanted to throw that in there. Terrence Steele's the number 10 free agent this year. Unfortunately, he's restricted. So there are the Cowboys still have some room, some things that they can do right. there. But Terrence Steele's number 10. That's the other thing. If you have Peters back, he's a backup swing tackle for you. And I don't know what their what their real goal is, but Jerry was saying, look, I feel pretty confident that we're going to run around with Tyler or with uh, Tyron and Jason Peters. They'll both be back. So I have some questions there. So when it comes to Connor McGovern, I don't know exactly where he's going to play unless we're throwing him back at fullback again and saying, hey, you're a backup guard. How much do I want to pay the backup guard and fullback guy? I don't know if that's going to happen either because, because now Kellen Moore's gone. So I don't know that Mike McCarthy's going to implement that into his offense. But we know Ty- we know Tyron Smith is going to miss eight games. Yes. So that's the tough part about the Cowboys is, hey, you might move Tyron back to tackle. You know the maj- you're hoping he plays the majority of the season, but you know he's missing four. Like, that's a no-brainer. Like, I would bet, yeah. honest to God, I would bet $10,000 he misses at least four games next year. Uh, if you put it at he misses seven games, I would probably bet $250 that he misses seven games next Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Like, I mean, that's that's where you're at, though. He's going to miss somewhere between four and seven games, and that's not a bad year for him. That's a pretty good year. You're just hoping he doesn't miss 10 or more like this season. Dalton Schultz is at 15, uh, so that's a— See you later. Yeah. He's, he's not special. Tony he's Pollard not is a at, special tight end at all. Tony Pollard's at 12, and— I hate I hate he got hurt. If he wouldn't have got hurt, I would love to franchise tag him and keep him for one more year as I draft, let's say, a third or fourth round running back. And then that third or fourth round running back after his rookie year takes over 
And then there's a third or fourth round running back that I draft again that is now his backup running back. In the in the world of move on from running backs and all that, you have to make the assumption also that your quarterback can live without a great running back or a really good running back. Yeah. And you also have to assume that your offensive line is capable of, of blocking for that. And the Cowboys, are you kind of have a couple things where you're like, we're very reliant on the running back. Can Mike McCarthy's new offense or whatever his offense be – be without it, and that's the question I have with there. With the Cowboys cap situation, I'm okay with having brand new running backs next year. You, I, I agree. Now, if you want to bring back number you 34 as your third string running back and maybe he competes for your second guy, Malik Davis, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Then I'm fine with that. But I think that because of Tony Pollard's major injury, I don't want to franchise tag him. I'm sorry. I don't know how your ankle is going to come back. You are a super freak, athletic, great running back. Maybe it comes back great. I'll let somebody else take that chance. I'm not. I I, I took that chance already and gave a long-term contract to Michael Gallup. F that one up really good. The top five free agents this offseason, all quarterbacks. Uh, Geno Smith at five. Jimmy G at number four. Derek Carr at three. Daniel Jones, Mike, rolls in as the number two free agent quarterback. With Lamar Jackson taking the top spot. I think if you are a Cowboys fan, you hope that the Giants lock in Daniel Jones on a five-year deal at over $30 million a year. He is he is purgatory. To me, he's good enough to get you to the playoffs, and that's that's as good as it gets. And, hey, it's – I mean, hey, I'd love for the Giants to have a horrible situation the I way would Washington too. I'd does. I'd be okay with that. But I think you're okay with Daniel Jones is the Giants quarterback. You never have to worry about them being great. I just saw this uh, come across the news board, uh, Mike. Tim McCarver, uh, according to multiple sources, has been pronounced dead at 81. Uh, big league catcher and broadcaster, Tim yeah. McCarver at 81. He is uh, He was a great broadcaster. Uh, man, a catcher for obviously, you know, I read the Bob Gibson book. I mean, he was a Cardinals catcher for a long time and has done a lot of interviews. I mean, you'll find a lot of really good interviews that Tim McCarver has done over the years with different people, uh, in sports. So yeah, man, that's sad to hear. I didn't know he was in, I didn't know he had any health conditions or anything. So I don't know if this was sudden or if this was one of those things that doesn't matter. No, but sometimes you'll hear that somebody has been struggling with their health the last two or three years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he called a lot of world series games. He yeah. That, that's lot, kind of what my biggest memory 2011, is. He was him and Joe Buck were, were the guys obviously over the last few years. And I don't know how many years it's been, but a good five or so John Smoltz has taken that job. But if, if you're, if you hear a world series game, uh, over the last, from about, I don't know, 1990 to about 2004, 13 or 14 it was tim mccarver on the call coming up next here on the knc masterpiece let's chit chat with the fellows from the g bag nation on the fan back here on the knc masterpiece on 105.3 the fan it's the dm dnm leasing uh crosstalk with the g bag nation and I, i'm a little caught off guard here because i'm I've been waiting for this part of the conversation as Dawson is rocking away on the fan cam. Carter, what I need you to do right now, if you can, take one of these cameras, and I would like to focus it on this uh, this painting that we have. Now, I don't know if y'all have noticed, we have some things that pop into the studio from time to time. We have uh, the Wheel of Misfortune has a pretty you know strong place in the in this studio. It will be used at some point again, I presume. 
Uh, we also have some uh, some cornhole boards because we loved us to, some cornhole. There is a golf putter that frequents its way around here, as you saw the video of one Bobby Belt uh, trying to sink one yesterday, which he could not do, even though he still says he thinks he can hit a 80 in his first round. But over here, Gavin Dawson, gentlemen, how is you? Uh, Perfect. Thank you. Uh, we have a painting of Dale Earnhardt Jr., and, oh, no, that's senior. Uh, oh, senior. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, my apologies here. Dale Earnhardt Sr., which my yeah. grandfather always had the number three sticker on his uh, on his truck. Yeah. It is. It, ha- it has a gold frame, which this may be from the most glorious uh, uh, place. Maybe one of those princes in Saudi Arabia have a frame as beautiful as this gold frame here brought us. But it is a painting of uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr., and my understanding is Tolo brought it up yesterday because he wants us to hold it for a few days until he comes to get it and then takes it to Texas Motor Speedway and gives it to Eddie Gossage. Now, I wanted to get y'all's wow. thoughts on this. Uh, this what uh, an honor. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. That's the way I look at it. This is amazing that we have the honor of having not only the Intimidator in this studio with us, but that frame just makes it for me. Y'all's thoughts. Yeah, it's like Very an art, art gallery level level frame right there and uh, the mustache is incredible Broadus was loving this thing yesterday he kind of stopped by after every segment and i kind of felt like he was having a conversation with him yeah i did uh with dale and 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 uh it was just it brought good vibes it brought good vibes and i'm I'm gonna hate to see it go whenever it does oh we got the 500 this weekend so it's very fitting it's in our building nice nice now Broadus, you said maybe we should all as a station get a get a bus and pick this thing up and take it to oh, the yeah, door. Just, yeah, just deliver it down there to Kent Nelson and those guys. I'm sure they they have Dale Earnhardt Way over by the Speedway. Maybe we can somehow like tie it all in to the road and to the picture. And I'm sure they'll find a place for this. Do you remember when Kent Nelson took us to the Daytona 500 and we almost died? I do. What? Yeah, we had a tornado come through the area. What? And it was terrifying. You get some yeah. weather. You get some questionable weather when you hit yeah. the Daytona 500. Pretty flimsy aluminum there. Uh, Dale Earnhardt uh, Jr. won it, but he yeah. won it at nighttime as I was like, no, I'm not staying in this stadium. We're all going to die if we stay here. So I yeah, ran, ran home through puddles and everything back to the hotel about, I don't know, a mile and a half away. I'm like, I'm getting Did out of Did you guys stay on the other side of the track? Did you stay in that hotel yeah. just on yeah, the other side? Yeah, 114. It's like yeah. a holiday close. inn close to it. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty close. I had there, some there's... formal dances there in high school. It was raining so hard, though, it was like a shower was on everywhere oh, outside. No. Yeah, yeah that, People that were happens. trying to escape that and get drenched. That happens in Daytona, and... yeah. Like, Take there shelter. Some... There's a tornado coming our way. And I'm like, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's two and a half miles away. But, yeah, because how big the track is, it could be raining at one end of the track. And completely nice weather on the other side. So yeah. it's a great time. Yeah. Always thank Kenton for taking us out there. Man, and Brian, you didn't you guys go to Bristol? I'm sorry, didn't you go we to did. Bristol too? Mm-hmm. What'd yeah, you think about that? That was better. I like Bristol so? better. Did you yeah. almost die there? We like camped out there, right? Yeah, yeah we were in RVs. You're on, the, you're on the border of Virginia and or Tennessee. No, Maybe we... no, Kenton had an RV. We yeah. were in the in like a condo next door. Yeah. But it was it was uh, it it was very scenic up there in the mountains. It is it's in the, at the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Yeah, it's right there yeah. on the border, Virginia and Tennessee. Very right. different race. I don't know NASCAR very well, but very different half race. mile track. Yeah, and one of them it's just like they're going in a quick circle. That was it. What's your what's your favorite track in in the country? Oh, I think the Annapolis Motor Speedway is probably my favorite one. I love Darlington. Darlington is very much like Lambeau Field of all the because uh, it's very historic. 
uh, I, I think because now too of uh, what I've got into with uh, with my IMSA, you know, with my sports car racing stuff. Mm-hmm. If you saw the movie Ford vs. Ferrari, uh, you yes. know, it's Sebring is a the twelve hour race at Sebring is a beautiful track. There's some very historic tracks. Watkins Glen in New York is great. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can you can hit any one of my. I just love racing, and I, and the older the facility, the better for me. Oh, really? I, I'm not a new facility guy. I'm kind of like I kind of like it a little bit of a throwback facility if we can get it. He likes his stadiums, his racetracks, his arenas uh, as crusty as himself. I do. <laughs> there you I go. If, you, if there's not a trough in the bathroom, he's not even going to go pee. Why there. even? Yeah. Why even yeah. be in a place that that clean? If you can't stay up for 24 hours and watch a race straight, I'm hey, I'm I'm not about it anymore. I spent my like whole childhood at the te- at the Devil's Bowl. That was like my oh, there growing up. Was yeah. Every like that was where I got introduced. I learned to the something. Trough. I learned. Yeah, I learned something <laughs> at uh, the Devil's Lettuce. Yeah. You talk about uh, you talk about dirt track racing. I learned something when it, in Luxembourg Speedway up in Wisconsin. And I, first time I went to a dirt track race, and the guys go, "Hey, let's go! We got to sit up high up here." And I'm like, "Why, man? There's empty seats down here on the lower level." And they're like, "Okay, brought us sit down there." First lap, I'm sitting in there by myself, enjoying a hamburger. That dirt <laughs> wall comes over the top of that fence, and I literally just it just was like someone had taken a dump truck full of dirt and just put it on. And I just sat there, and I looked back, and then my guys were just laughing. They oh, knew. That's a rookie you know, mistake, you, yeah, huh? Dirt uh-huh. track racing, never sit close to the track. That's a bad thing. It's like getting hit with a billion little pellets, too, yeah, man. I was As a kid, that was my thing. I, I knew a couple of the racers down there, so I would always we'd go, go down on the track, yeah. and then we would collect the little plastic masks that they pull off as yeah. they're driving because they're covered in mud, too, oh, yeah. uh, as they're driving. So we would collect those. I have no clue why we thought it was awesome, but, you know, you're kind of like getting gloves from a receiver. Exactly. You know, when you <laughs> sweatbands, towel, used-up towel. Yeah. yeah. Either that or they're going to let you like sit in the car. Maybe that that's something that's an cool. option you get that's after cool the race. Dude, sitting in the car would have been sweet. Yeah. So, well, there you guys it is. Have, you guys have got to drive before, right, Gavin? Didn't you guys oh, get yeah, to we drive? Drove at the, uh, How'd you guys yeah. like that? That was, was great. Did you, did, it was tough because Gavin was going so slow. We had to try to avoid him. Like so he, he was, was a moving chicane. You were going slow. I was doing about one thirty-eight. Yeah, oh, yeah, they were doing about one sixty. Was the guy was the guy pushing on your leg? Yes. Was he pushing down on your leg? Yeah, <laughs> we luckily got to do it twice. So we we ride with them. Then they let us do it, which I was kind of nervous the first time. And then they're like, "All right, let's do it again." And that was when I pushed it, and that was re- I felt more comfortable. Yeah, after going around it ten times, and they're like, You're "Those corners to- are a little tough when you all of a sudden yeah. you're going straight, and all of a sudden that car goes." and that windshield goes like you're seeing sky i think it's called like team texas driving school yeah, and yeah. if anybody is into racing i would say it's def- a definite must-have life experience i'm not into racing and that was one of the best experiences yeah. i've ever had it was awesome it was awesome just going in the cargo van around texas motor yeah, speedway before cool. you know the whole deal was amazing yeah, yeah no, that absolutely and so i think kind of what i was using that uh that painting as is if you're Tolo out there and you want to just bring some artwork up to the studio that is sports related, we open our doors uh, to, for, to We're the, the Louvre of sports. Yeah, man. We want to make sure yeah. that our hallways are adorned with the glorious uh, Dales of the world. Uh, anyone, any of them that you want to throw in Dale there. Dale Murphy. Uh, Dale Murphy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be okay with that too, man. Yeah. Two-time MVP. Uh, yeah. Would right, we be so, cool with Hanson? Um, Should we power rank the Dales today? When Should I the top 10 Dales at 420? 
I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. I'll tell you what I'd like for you guys to talk about, just right. to throw it on your all's run sheet if possible. How come people have decided they're either Kyrie fans or Luca fans, and they can't be Kyrie and Luca fans together? This what, this I think what, they like the controversy. Yeah. Yep. This, is what this, uh, this is what this fan base does. They do it with Dak. You yeah, know, they, you hate him, you like him, kind it's of a like thing. Now, it's like everybody's split. Yeah. yeah, now that the Mavs yeah. have lost two games with Kyrie and Luca together, yeah. it's like, well, Kyrie's obviously our our guy, and Luca stinks. And I'm like, all right, so I just did it real quick with Luca. Since we're going to do small sample sizes with Luca, they played one game without Kyrie and just Luca. They average 109 points because it's one game. With just Kyrie, they average 112 points. With Kyrie and Luca, they're averaging 124.5. No, they are 0-2, and, and they've played bad basketball in those two games. But if you just look at Luka and Kyrie on the court together, they're averaging 124.5 a game. We're going to be all right. Yeah. Just score all the points. Everything's going to be okay. I'll, you know what? I'm going to be a Mavs guy. Instead of picking Luka or Kyrie, I'm just going to pick the Mavs. Is that all right with you? I would like for the Mavs fans to just start rooting for Kyrie and Luka together because they are together. <laughs> what do you guys got coming up on the show, Graham, today? Pure gold as always. Yes. Thanks for asking. We'll ask Bobby Carella, Mavs.com, that question. See which side he's on at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> which guy does he hate now? You yeah. have to hate yeah. one of them and uh, love one of them. Yeah. That is the G-Bag Nation. We've been the KNC Masterpiece. We'll be back at it tomorrow with some Masterpiece of the Week. Until then, you've been Masterpiece. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.